Good afternoon, um, commissioners, staff, and members of the public to the meeting of the full San Francisco Arts Commission for Monday, June 6, 2022. Can we have the roll call, please? President Ordinavis. Present. Vice President Shiota is absent. Commissioner Beltran is absent. Commissioner Collins. Present. Commissioner Ferris. Commissioner Hakeem. Present. Commissioner Liu. Present. Commissioner Mosley is absent. Commissioner Parker Pennington. Present. Commissioner Schneer. Present. Commissioner Shelby is absent. Commissioner Schneider. Present. Commissioner Walker. Present. Commissioner Wolford. Present. Thank you so much. Um, this meeting is being held in person and by teleconference pursuant to California Government Code Section 54953 and the 45th Supplemental to Mayoral, Mayoral Proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency. Today, the Arts Commission meeting is being streamed using the WebEx platform and will allow for remote viewing and public. While this technology allows individuals to join the meeting remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staff transition the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing the best we can and we ask for your patience. Before we begin, I would like to remind all individuals present and attending the meeting in person today um, that all health and safety protocols and building rules must be adhered to at all times. Beginning Monday, April 25th, masks will no longer be required in the hearing rooms. Those who wish to continue wearing masks in indoor settings are encouraged to do so. Masks will be available upon request when entering the building if so desired. We appreciate your cooperation with these important rules and requirements in the interest of everyone's health and safety. Failure to adhere to any building rules and requirements may result in your removal from this room. Please also note that hand sanitizer stations are available throughout the building and at each elevator. I'd like to remind us all about the policies and procedures for public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. At every public meeting, there is a place for general public comment where members of the public may make comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco Arts Commission. For every item on the agenda, there is also space for public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Each comment is limited to three minutes. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely via WebEx. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. Instructions on how to provide public comment will be shared by Commission Secretary Ventry shortly. Last, a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. Commissioners and staff joining virtually, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you will have to unmute yourselves. Commissioners, please speak directly into the microphone and introduce yourself when you speak so callers on the phone know who is speaking. I will now turn it over to our Commission Secretary, Alyssa Ventry, for public comment instructions. I'm just about, we have no first prayers until we know about this, so we take all the public. Wow. That's great. Okay. Well, the public is encouraged to submit their comments in one of three ways in person during this meeting, remotely via web, WebEx, or emailing our dash info as of go, uh, or in advance of the meeting. 
Members of the public wish to make public comment. The phone number to call is 415-655-0001. Access code 2499-601-5655. Numeric passcode 732-2606 to join as an attendee. You may also make public comment using the web website. When you click the web website, you'll be prompted to enter the following information. First, the last name and email address. These fields are required to be entered, however, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name field and public at public.com in the email field. Please make sure you are in a quiet location that all devices are muted so they don't echo when you speak. At the appropriate time, the chair will ask public comment. For members of the public using WebEx, please click the hand icon to raise your hand. If you are called on, you will see a window pop up on your screen to request to be unmuted. You must click the unmute button. For members of the public calling by phone, you'll be prompted to press star three. This will add you to the speaker line. And the system message says um, you're asked to unmute yourself, to unmute press star six. This is your time to speak. When your microphone has been unmuted, you'll hear us ask you to state your name and to make comments. You're encouraged, but not required to speak your name to the record. I will start your few minutes and so you can come talk to me. Within a 30 second audible warning. When your time is up, I'll say call or your time is up. And at that point, I will put you back on mute. You'll be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee in the meeting unless you disconnect. If you wish to speak on other public comment periods, you can stay on the meeting line to listen to the next public comment opportunity. We will pause briefly before closing public comment to ensure that no remaining commenters are speaking to speak on an item. Also, staff will ask for real time public comment before reading email public comment. Email comments to ensure all members of the public have an opportunity to comment in real time. Any individual speaks during a public comment period is based on email three So, my comments to be included in the minutes that's unintended words or less to art-info.sofgov.org. As a reminder, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or if it's not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. Public comment instruction will be shared on the screen as you see here. Uh, you may also notice that WebEx has updated and now includes a closed captioning function that you may turn on or on at the bottom left corner of your screen. And present right down, please sit in the meeting when you're ready. Thank you. The Ancestral Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramaytush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramantusha voting have never defeated, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place. As well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramantusha community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. As a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and cultural environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian. I'd like to now call for agenda item number two, which is AB 361 legislation impact. Uh, for the past six months, boards and commissions have made special findings every 30 days under AB 361 to enable them to hold remote meetings without complying with onerous teleconferencing rules that would otherwise apply. 
The city attorney is recommending that all policy bodies continue to make AB 361 findings once every 30 days. Even charter commissions covered by the mayor's order should make the AB 361 findings to cover the possibility that one or more members might attend meetings remotely for COVID-related reasons. The city attorney has prepared a draft resolution in response to AB 361, which includes the following findings. One, the state of California and the city remain in a state of emergency due to the COVID-19 pandemic. At this meeting, the San Francisco Fire Commission has considered the circumstances of the state of emergency. And then second, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, conducting meetings of this body and its committees in person without allowing certain members of this body to attend remotely would present imminent risks to the health or safety of certain sorry, of certain attendees due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And the state of emergency continues to directly impact the ability for those members to meet safely in person. So let me ask for a motion to adopt a resolution setting forth findings required under Assembly Bill 361 that would allow the Arts Commission and its subcommittees to hold meetings remotely according to the modified Brown Act teleconferencing set forth in AB 361. So moved, Commissioner Walker. Commissioner Ferris, second. Great. Do we have any public comment on this motion? Yeah, I did not receive a public comment. Okay, seeing no public comment, is there any discussion on behalf of the commission? <clears throat> seeing no discussion, let me ask for a vote. All those in favor, please say aye. All those opposed, please say nay. First, let me take the ayes. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed, please say nay. That motion passes unanimously. Um, now, let me take uh, agenda item number three, which is approval of the minutes. Um, this is a discussion and possible motion to approve the May 9th, 2022 minutes. Do we have a motion to approve the May 9th, 2022 minutes? So moved, Commissioner Wolf. Is there a second? I second. Great. Commissioner Hakimi. Great. Thank you. Um, do we have any public comment on this motion or any emails that came through? <clears throat> We have no emails. If you're listening to this meeting via WebEx, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please press star three to keep the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on item number three, approval of the minutes. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking, and you'll see a visual timer if you're listening via WebEx. You'll also get a visual timer if you're joining in person. We'll get a 30 second on the board, but you'll be needed once your time is up. 
may stand on and if you wish to speak to other items, any individual who speaks during the book of comment period, that's it's meeting to an email or brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes of its 150 words or less. Sorry, that's in front Okay, seeing no public comment, is there any discussion or changes to the minutes on behalf of the commission? Seeing no discussion, let me ask for a vote. All those in favor, please say aye. Aye. All those opposed, please say nay. And that motion passes unanimously. Uh, then the next item on our agenda is general public comment. This item is to allow members of the public to comment generally on matters within the committee's purview, as well as to suggest new agenda items for the committee's consideration. Do we have any general public comment? We received one email public comment, and I'll go ahead and read the public comment instructions now. If you are turning them up, please raise your hand. Um, if you're listening via WebEx, if you're tied by the phone, press bar three to be convinced of the queue. Please press only once that's present when the once welcome review from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on item number four, general public comment. As a reminder, your time will start and begin speaking, and you'll see a visual timer if you're listening via WebEx. You will also see a visual timer if you're joining in person. You will get a 30 second audible warning, but you'll be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during the public comment period as today's meeting can email or refer to something that's not included in the minutes and it's going to two words or less. Art info sfm.org. So I'm seeing them on the hands up, but I'm going to go ahead and pull up the timer for the email public comment. And I will preface this with um, the pronouns about a staff person were incorrect. So I'm going to be reading the public comment statement using the correct pronouns. Thank you. And Tricky should be fired for the malicious federal copyright infringement cases they filed against me in Oakland, California, and New York, New York, both dismissed. The copyright infringement case was recently dismissed with prejudice against me in the SDNY. Tricky falsely documents which were turned over in discovery. Tricky ignored the federal subpoena. Tricky claimed they were assaulted while taking photos when in fact they dropped their purse. Don't know this and tricky, but they lie, falsified documents, and wasted thousands of dollars of taxpayer money. Thank you. Um, commissioners, I uh, just want to state for the record um, that um, I did receive uh, a copy of that um, public comment that came through, and I did have the opportunity to speak to Director Remington um, about it. And so, for the record, I want to state that these comments are solely those of Mr. Beau and that the commission does not agree with them. Do we have any other public comment? No, we do not. Okay. 
So let's go ahead and move on to agenda item number five, which is the director's report. And this will be given by Director of Cultural Affairs, Ralph Remington. Uh, thank you, President Oriana, and uh, good afternoon, commissioners. I uh, hope you all had a wonderful end to AAPI Heritage Month. Uh, there were certainly a lot of events. I hope some of you were able to uh, enjoy some of those events throughout the month. Uh, I would also like to start by wishing you all a very happy start to Pride Month. So that's uh, now in getting in full swing. And so there are also a lot of events happening this month. So I'm sure I'll see everybody out and about at various different um, events and, uh, and convenings. Um, before I begin the director's report, I just wanted to share a reminder uh, to complete your annual uh, harassment prevention training. Uh, the deadline for completion of this training is December 31st, 2022. Uh, the training is available in SF Learning, accessible through the SF Employee Portal. Uh, you have received instructions from Commission Sec Secretary Ventry on how to access this training in SF Learning. Uh, note that the mandated time for the training is a minimum of two hours. So commissioners should set aside between two and two and a half hours of time to complete the entire four part training series. So please reach out uh, to Commission Secretary Ventry for any questions that you may have surrounding that. I would also like to update the commission about the Ethics Commission's uh, recent action against former Arts Commission Director of Community Investments, Barbara Mumby. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a frog in my throat today. On May 13th, 2022, the Ethics Commission unanimously approved a stipulated agreement fining Ms. Mumby $20,000 for violating four counts of violating city ethics laws. In the proposed stipulation, decision, and order adopted by the Commission, Ms. Mumby acknowledged responsibility and agreed to pay a monetary penalty for receiving a gift from a source doing business with her department, failing to file public disclosures of her personal financial interests, improperly providing selective assistance to a person competing for a city contract, and furnishing fraudulent evidence and failing to cooperate with an investigation. So that is that. Um, and to start off my director's report, I'd like to share a few highlights from some recent events. So the week of May 16th, I was in Washington, D.C. to attend the Americans for the Arts uh, 2022 annual convention, Emerge, Converge, and Progress Through Arts, Culture, and Creativity, along with a few SFAC staff. Uh, it was a wonderful opportunity to reconnect with arts colleagues from around the country. Uh, while there, I was also able to meet with staff from the NEA, uh, visit the National Museum of African American History and Culture, which is phenomenal. If you haven't seen it yet or been there, it's uh, certainly the most moving cultural experience I've I've ever had. Um, and staff were staff and I were given a tour of the U.S. Uh, Capitol building, courtesy of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office. Uh, we were also able to meet with staff from our office after the tour and presented our office with a copy of our 80th anniversary Arts for the City book as a token of our gratitude. On May 25th, the gallery staff organized a wonderful public artist reception at City Hall in the North Light Court to celebrate the opening of our latest exhibition, David Johnson in the Zone, 1945 to 1965. Uh, we were honored to have David Johnson and his family there with us. Our galleries director, Meg Schiffler, who's in attendance today, uh, opened the event, and I was able to say a few words as well. 
before we turn it over uh, for remarks uh, from Supervisor of District 5, Dean Preston. Uh, librarian and archivist of the San Francisco Art Institute, Jeff Gunderson, and David's daughter, Candace Sue. While Mayor Lundenbreed could not join us that evening, I was thrilled to present a proclamation on her behalf uh, to David, announcing that May 25th, 2022 was proclaimed David Johnson Day in San Francisco. It was wonderful to see so many people there, including Mayor Willie Brown. Uh, so we want to thank you once again to the gallery staff and Meg Schiffler for putting on such a phenomenal event. It really was well done. And um, and I encourage everyone to, to go down to the North Light and see it and uh, and, and down below. It's uh, quite amazing. Um, it's a well done show. It's so powerful. It really evokes a particular time period in the life of San Francisco and certainly of our African-American residents uh, here in the city. It tells a story and a narrative that is noble and complete and fantastically uh, rendered. So uh, thank you, Meg Schiffler. Thank you and your staff for such a wonderful uh, presentation. So we'll give you a hand. Blew the sound out. It's in my best Hendrix up here. Uh, on May 26th, I was able to participate in a City Leadership Development Forum. I was honored to be part of the panel along with City Administrator Carmen Chu and Assessor Recorder Joaquin Torres. And uh, we were able to share some insights and stories from our career paths. And so that was uh, really, really a great opportunity. Uh, on May 31st, one of our Central Subway uh, Chinatown Station artists, Ho Yu Mei, uh, gave a, a preview tour of her artwork featured in the station. The three Chinatown station artists, uh, Ho Yumei, Tomei Orai, and uh, Claire Rojas were uh, recently uh, honored with a Visionary Artist Award at the Chinese Cultural Center's 57th Annual Gala Harmony and Bliss on June 2nd. Also on May 31st, uh, SFAC welcomed and met with a group of visiting arts management graduate students from the University of Buffalo, SUNY. Uh, uh, Director of Community Investments, Denise Pate, joined me to share our insights and experience working in the arts. Uh, Tomate was also our Director of Communications, was also in attendance. Um, and after our meeting, uh, our Gallery's Director, Meg Schiffler, led them on a guided tour of our David Johnson exhibition. On June 1st, uh, staff attended the opening reception for Supervisor Raphael Mandeman's uh, in-office art exhibition, Queer View which features the artwork of six local artists celebrating LGBTQ plus pride. Uh, on June 2nd, SFAC staff also attended the unveiling of a vibrant new mural at Oasis titled Showtime. Beautiful. It's Showtime. <laughs> yeah, this mural was approved at our March 2022 VAC meeting. I was happy to see uh, Commission President Orignana was able to attend and help participate in the ribbon cutting. Uh, Director of uh, Communications, Comite was there. Uh, the mural was uh, painted by five local artists and was supported by the Leather and LGBTQ Cultural District and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. On June 3rd, I attended the SF Jazz 2022 uh, Gala honoring Winton Marcellus. Uh, on June 4th, staff tabled at the Muni Heritage Day celebration in Justin Herman Plaza. Uh, we were there to commemorate the 50th 
anniversary of the Art Vendor Program and the 30th anniversary of the Art on Market Streets uh, Program's partnership with SFMTA. <clears throat> also, on June 4th, I was able to attend and speak at Soma Arts uh, Spring Fundraiser Faith and Fortune in support of their groundbreaking public art, uh, pub, I'm sorry, public programs and exhibitions. Um, a quick update for Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts. Uh, the uh, Mission Cultural Center building was unanimously uh, granted landmark designation status by the Board of Supervisors Land Use Committee on Tuesday, May 17th. Supervisor Hillary Ronan tweeted Tuesday, congratulations to all the incredible artists who made this essential institution such a special hub for Latinx arts uh, at Hillary Ronan via Twitter. Uh, from here, the legislation will go to the mayor for approval and signature. Uh, SFAC gallery updates. As mentioned earlier in my report, um, our latest City Hall exhibition, David Johnson in the Zone 1945 to 1965, opened on May 19th and will be on view in City Hall through January 6, 2023. I have to say May 19th is also Malcolm X's birthday. So that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, the exhibition features 10 large scale uh, banners in the Northlight Court and more than 60 photographs on the ground floor by this iconic Bay Area photographer. So definitely go see it, especially if you have time at this meeting, a chance to check it out. Also coming soon to the SFAC main gallery in the War Memorial Veterans Building on June 17th will be Carlos Villa, uh, Roots and Reinvention. This exhibition will be part of the first ever multi-venue museum retrospective of iconic San Francisco-born Filipino-American artist and educator Carlos Villa in partnership with the Asian Art Museum. Our galleries team will hold a public reception celebration on Saturday, June 18th, starting with a dance procession from the Asian Art Museum starting at 3.30 p.m. to the War Memorial Building Main Gallery where the opening reception will take place from 4 to 6 p.m. Some upcoming events and reminders. Uh, this weekend, uh, the weekend of uh, June 11th and 12th, the historic AIDS Memorial Quilt will be on display in Golden Gate Park at Robin uh, Williams Meadow and will be the largest display of the quilt in San Francisco history. Our next uh, MMAC meeting will be held on Tuesday, June 14th at 3 p.m. That's the Monuments and Memorials uh, Committee. Uh, so those of you who don't know. And from June 18th uh, through August 14th, the De Young Museum will feature the Obama portraits on loan from the Smithsonian's National Portrait Gallery. I'm thrilled to be accompanying Mayor Underbree to the opening reception for the portraits on June 16th. Uh, an open RFQ and grant opportunities, uh, the application deadline for the SF Public uh, Utilities Commission's City Distribution Division at 2000 Marin Street RFQ has been extended to August 26, 2022. <clears throat> the RFQ is an opportunity for artists to create a monumental artwork integrated into the north and west facades of the parking garage of the CDD's new campus. I am excited to announce that the community investments team have published guidelines for the arts impact endowment. First time grantee initiative for projects taking place between January 1st, 2023 and June 30th, 2024. The initiative will focus on reaching arts organizations and individual artists who have never received uh, funding from the arts commission or grants for the arts. 
35 grants of $50,000 will be awarded for a total investment of $1.75 million to begin to address the economic devastation that arts and cultural workers have and continue to endure as a result of the impacts from COVID-19 pandemic. Applications are now available and will be due on August 10th. Uh, staff will, be, will hold an informational grant seeker webinar on Friday, June 24th from 12 to 1 p.m. And now for some HR updates. Um, we are currently, or we are continuing, we're currently continuing <laughs> to grow our team and currently have one open position uh, posted for community investments program officer. Uh, I'm excited to announce and welcome uh, Lisa Zayas Chen. Uh, she, her pronouns as our capital program manager. Uh, Lisa began her role on May 23rd and brings over 20 plus years of experience in San Francisco city government in the areas of community planning and development, neighborhood revitalization, facilities management, capital planning, and real estate to the Arts Commission. Lisa is excited to bring her knowledge to bear on behalf of the Arts Commission and its cultural centers and to come full circle and immerse herself once again within an arts community. She holds bachelor's degrees in fine arts and architecture from the Rhode Island School of Design and a master's in city planning from UC Berkeley. Welcome, Lisa. Let's give her a round of applause. This is something that uh, we've been waiting for for a long time. This is a role that we've been waiting to fill for a long time, trying to fill. And uh, I know uh, Deputy Director Joanne Lee is really, really ecstatic about the fact that she now has some help in that department because uh, Joanne was yeah, carrying that load all by herself. So a big thank you to Joanne. We should give her a hand for all. Very, um, including getting uh, a new director of cultural affairs up to speed. So <laughs> in the process of being new yourself. So, so thank you, Joanne. Um, leaving SFAC. Now, while we have just gained a wonderful uh, new employee, I am sad to share that one of our staff will soon be leaving our team. And you all probably heard this, uh, Meg Schiffler. Uh, she is our SFAC galleries director and arrived in 2005 from New York City to take on the role. Since then, the SFAC galleries has exhibited 1,436 artists in 147 exhibitions, produced hundreds of public programs and nurtured broad ranging partnerships. Her accomplishments as our galleries director are many, but a few that I would like to highlight include Passport, which for 10 years during the downturn in our local economy, the galleries program uh, produced this wildly popular uh, neighborhood-based artist-centered scavenger hunt that annually attracted hundreds of participants, dozens of featured artists and, uh, artists and partnerships with small business, local businesses. She also initiated an international sister city exhibition exchange program and successfully produced and curated traveling exhibitions with arts institutions in Sydney, Australia, Zurich, Switzerland, and Kiel, Germany. She will pass the reins to SFAC Associate Curator Jackie M to manage and curate our upcoming sister city exchange with Seoul, Korea later this year. In 2015, the SFAC Galleries launched an artist-in-residence program in partnership with city departments. They have successfully placed artists in residencies at City Hall, the Planning Department, and this year, 
uh, we have four artists at the SF Public Library. So thank you, Meg, uh, for all that you've done for the Arts Commission for the past 17 years. Your, your contributions are many. Uh, you will have some <coughs> to fill. Uh, and um, and we know that someone out there is probably up to the task. I don't know who that might be, but uh, but in the meantime, just want to say thank you so much for all that you've given all of these years. And um, and I'd like to invite you uh, to say a few words if you'd like. Make sure for everyone. No, it's just the Alban. Okay. Oh, there it is. Got it. So I usually come up and just casually tell you what's happening in the gallery. But today, because I think it's my last full commission meeting and this is going on the record, I thought it would be a little formal. So I wrote down some things. So I want to talk for just a couple minutes, but I want to say a bit about the program before I arrived. Um, the SFAC Gallery was founded in 1970 by Elio Benvenuto. And its original name was Capricorn Asunder, which is the greatest thing ever. And um, since its founding, there has always been a director curator at the helm. I am only the eighth director since the founding. I feel that I need to say their names now as I'm becoming part of shared history with them. John Holland, Ansel Weatherston, Lynn Freeman, John McCarran, Anne Meisner, Jason Tannen and Rupert Jenkins. The next person will be the ninth director and will be inheriting something incredibly special. The importance of a civic art gallery, our civic art gallery, is to uplift diverse local artists and place our San Francisco Bay Area art production within local, national, and international dialogues about civic and social issues of our time. After all, Artists are the most powerful people on the planet. <laughs> I have lived my life happily and gratefully in service to artists and broad audiences who encounter their works. Also, as a curator working for the Arts Commission, I have curated works about the war in Afghanistan, the emerging artists from San Francisco and Taiwan, born after the Iranian Revolution, developing a new dialogue about race in America military veterans, PTSD, and care communities, cultural heritage cited on the body, climate change, and California wildfires, what makes humane and sustainable cities, and my last curatorial efforts survey and works by renowned Bay Area photographer David Johnson, currently on view downstairs. I would like to say a few thank yous. Um, I'd like to thank commissioners past and present. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank Director Remington and Joanne Lee, my boss, um, and the remarkable staff at the Arts Commission. I'd like to thank 1,436 artists. <laughs> 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 the artists who participated in public programs. Those were just ones that we just so it's, a, it's a fun number. Um, artists, guest curators, former gallery advisory board members, Interns, fellows, and volunteers. I'd also like to thank partners, including departments, community arts, and non-arts organizations. And I'd finally like to thank past and present SFAC gallery staff members who are so brilliant, 
dedicated and work harder than you can possibly imagine to produce exhibitions, public programs, and events. Especially our current staff, Jackie M, Macy Waswas, Natalie Kinley, and Cece Carpio, just departing her role as gallery's manager. I have a note here that says take a breath. Okay, I'm leaving my tenure so incredibly proud of the road that we've traveled together and so, so excited for the gallery's future. Where am I headed? Well, I can't tell you yet, but I start on July 15th and I'll let you know when I get there. I like growing things. And so in my time at the Arts Commission, we grow into a brand new main gallery, uh, triple the budget, more than double the staff. And I like that. That's fun. And so I'm going to another organization where I can flex executive skills related to organizational growth, strategic planning, building strategic partnerships, implementing equitable practices, and renovating and operating a new facility. I became acquainted with this organization through my work with the SFAC. Um, so things are all connected here. Um, and we're happy to be remaining in San Francisco. I can't tell you where I'm headed, but it will support innovation in science, technology, and arts and culture. So I'll be working arts adjacently and then working on independent curatorial projects. Thanks to all of those of you who came to the joyful David Johnson exhibition opening at City Hall a few weeks ago. Um, that's my final curatorial project for the Arts Commission. See about that. I hope to see you all at the main gallery for our Carlos Pia retrospective opening on Saturday, June 18th from 4 to 6. And that will be my last main gallery opening. Um, it's curated by Tricia Lagasse Wolverg and um, Mark Johnson. So thank you. Thank you for 16 amazing years. Thank you for letting me in, be in service to the city and to so many incredible artists. And I'm so, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much, Meg. Can, can I say a Oh, yeah, absolutely. Meg, I want to thank you for this 16 years. They've been, um, they've, I've overlapped with them, and I've seen the enormity of vision and how you've brought that to life. Um, you know, one example is Kenyatta Hinkley, you know, who early on in her career, before she got her SICA award, we gave her a lot of wall space in our new gallery. And now she's going to be filling up this remarkable space in the Southeast facility. And I think it really has so much to do with your lifting artists, giving them space and time and validating through exhibitions, which are very important. So thank you for your partnership, your vision, and good luck on your next step. I'm glad you're staying in the city, wherever that is. Thank you. Commissioner Walker. Commissioner Walker. Um, I am, I'm excited and sad for, for the, yes, and, and I've, I've known you a long time because I've been involved in the arts and the discussions around arts uh, for a long time. So I've known you outside and inside and um, especially I've seen the effect you've had on artists' lives. And as I came on the commission and saw how many artists had been lifted up and you've really made a difference in their lives. Um, all of the programs that you're doing, the shows that you've orchestrated and um, curated, and it just, 
it, it is a the the part that you said about lifting up local artists to engage nationally, internationally. I mean, that's that's what you've done, and it's huge. And that we can, as a city, be proud of our arts commission, not just in sort of lifting up public art, but lifting up our artist community um, in that way, you know, with your gallery program, as well as the public art program and sort of all that we've, we've, um, we've done, but also, and I especially want to note this because it was equally as Im impressive is the shift and pivot you all made the entire staff, your entire staff to help recover from COVID to help document that um, to to be present in a very tense situation that gave people healing. I mean, people constantly mentioned the things going on at the at Moscone when they were doing testing and delivery of of vaccine. That there was so much art activity there, and it made a difference. And that's exactly what I think all of us have committed to here is is that kind of effect. So. You're amazing. I can't wait to know what's going on. I'm trying to figure it out. You know, it's kind of like a riddle. Everybody <laughs> guesses that maybe it'll be wonderful seeing what you do next. So thank you. I'd like to say thank you that I have enjoyed every show that I've seen in the gallery. And every time I've gone there, there has been something so profound in each of those shows. That has really moved me and opened my eyes and heart to new things and new thinking and new people. And I just want to say thank you for that. Anyone else? Yeah, I kind of have to pitch in here too. I love what everyone has said, and I think they've captured really well your incredible tenure here. But I also want to say from uh, VAC, when you would come in with your next idea about what you had coming up. It was always so exciting to listen to your thoughts about the next steps. And um, when we would review, one of the things I particularly love is the way you would help us to find different artists. And then when they would come to us for different public art projects, they came to us, so many of them through you're giving them a chance first. And Kenyatta, of course, is one of my absolute favorites of, of that. But there are so many that have done that and come through that way. And so what you have given them and then given us as a result, I just want to say a huge thank you. Meg, I just want to, I'll, I guess maybe I'll be rounding it out. I'm not really sure. And I haven't worked with you nearly as long as uh, the rest of, of my fellow commissioners, but I did want to say that you're really going out on a high because the David Johnson exhibit is magnificent and uh, he's so deserving of that space and time and uh, that you did it in record time. It was mind boggling. I was like, how did you do that exactly? That never happens. Um, and then I'm looking forward to Carlos Villa. And so thank you for everything that you've done. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be our loss. And I wish you well. Okay, I'm going to chime in real quick. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, Meg, when I, I first uh, started as a commissioner and I went down and visited you in, in the gallery, I was so inspired by the work that you do and how you support local artists. And 
it's an inspiration, I think, for all of us just to see your commitment um, to helping local artists and uh, the San Francisco art, arts and culture. So thank you. And it meant a lot to me, too, just how welcoming you were. Um, you know, and, the, and as you guys were saying, every show I have seen in there has been remarkable and, you know, just gives me goosebumps, you know, so thank you. I really appreciate the work that you do. Great. All right. Uh, thank you, Meg. And uh, you will be missed, as you can tell. So thank you for all your service. Um, so I'm also sad to announce uh, the departure of two of our wonderful arts commissioners. So um, Commissioner Paul Wolford uh, was first appointed to Arts Commission on January 28th, 2015, and served on the Civic Design Review Committee. Uh, Paul is a senior vice president and design principal for Hopes San Francisco uh, uh, Studio and is responsible for some of the firm's most innovative and creative buildings. Uh, he is a recognized uh, industry leader whose work has focused on being a design catalyst for helping people rethink the relationship between themselves and their environments. Uh, Commissioner Wolford has been nominated by Mayor Bree to join the new Public Works Commission. Uh, so um, we we will, um, and then uh, I want to move on to, and then we can give our uh, words and thoughts after this um, little little explanation. So then, uh, secondly, Commissioner Deborah Walker was first appointed to Arts Commission on February twentieth, twenty twenty, right before our city locked down and served on our executive community investments and visual arts committees. Uh, Deborah is an artist and an arts and housing policy advisor who's lived and worked in San Francisco since 1981 and one of the city's oldest artist uh, cooperatives. Uh, she came to San Francisco to focus on her painting with a 30 year career in arts, business and production management in publishing, advertising and technology. Commissioner Walker, has been nominated by Mayor Reed to join the SF Police Commission. So, um, I, along with the SFAC staff, would just like to take a moment to thank you both for your service. Uh, we look forward to welcoming the appointment of our new Arts Commissioners from Mayor London Breed, and we'll share details once they've been selected. So, with that, I just want to give, um, first of all, I can't believe I'm getting ready to cry, but uh, I'm not, <laughs> but uh, but I just want to uh, thank you both for your service, um, and I thank you for helping to bring me here because um, uh, that was also part of what you did in this last year and a half <laughs> that I've been here. So uh, thank you for that. Um, I really appreciate both of your 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 guidance, your advice, um, your camaraderie, your collegiality, your kindness, your generosity. I thank you both for that. Um, it's it's not easy, and I know we all have stuff going on in our lives. We all have things happening, but you you both have brought um, a joy to life when you come and engage with the Arts Commission and with our staff, and that's appreciated because we all work so hard, and the work is so grinding. And to know that we have support from commissioners such as yourself is means the world. And uh, we couldn't do it without people like yourselves. And uh, so I just want to thank you so much for being so supportive and so kind and so generous and, so, and bringing all your talents uh, to everything that you do here. So thank you so much.
I give you a thumbs up round of applause and then open it up for comments. Well, I want to just echo everything you said, Director Remington, and, and really thank both of you for your incredible service to the San Francisco Arts Commission and really to the city and our ecosystem. Uh, Commissioner Wolford, every, um, every point of feedback that you provided, our projects in the Civic Design Review Committee has been incredibly astute, and you've been working alongside with Commissioner Stryker and uh, the other commissioners on CDR to really, really, uh, really enliven our urban environment, right, which is our mission. And to Commissioner Walker, um, thank you so much for your dedicated decades of, you know, really championing artists, individual artists throughout the city, particularly those from the most vulnerable communities. And the work that you have done in partnership with uh, our, our past director and, and currently with myself and Dr. Hamilton to really look at policy issues, to really strengthen policy uh, to support our individual artists and arts organizations um, it has been incredible. And you both are going to be just so sorely missed and know that you will always be part of the San Francisco Arts Commission family um, and looking forward to staying in touch with you and continuing to to work with both of you um, as we as we work to champion the arts in San Francisco. Okay, um, this is really a one two punch for, for both of you guys, because I love you both so much. It's going to be really hard without having you here, but. I will start with Paul because, oh my God, all the CDR meetings, all the stuff we've gone through together, all the pulling our hair and trying to be so damn diplomatic sometimes, and then seeing some wonderful, wonderful concepts and and then comes phase two and you go, uh, what just happened? And looking across the room together and going, okay, how do we diplomatically help them to get to the next phase? And you always, always did that so well. Plus, you're a hell of a lot of fun to work with. <laughs> so I just, um, I'm thrilled that you're going where you're really, really needed, but you're really needed here too. So you know, <laughs> we'll be happy about that. I just, um, anyway, I, I wish you all the best and we have to keep meeting on different things or getting together because I can't imagine my life at this point without seeing you from time to time. So need to keep doing that. Deborah, <laughs> my soulmate on so many issues. Um, we never, it was so funny, we never got to meet in person for the first year and a half <laughs> with this image on the screen, you know. But your wisdom and your thoughts and your willing to step in is just been fabulous for us and you will be sorely missed. And I wish you well on the police commission, but I also know your heart is with us and I know you'll be staying involved and I know I will be seeing you because I would be crushed if I didn't. So just all the best to both of you guys before I start crying. Okay. I'll jump in. Paul, I never got a chance to work with you on any committees. Um, so um, perhaps that's something that we'll look forward to in the future. But when Debbie came in, uh, it was like a, a meteor. 
at the right time. And it, and the way that she came into our commission, you know, just around the time of the pandemic and the focus that you had on the influence of art, um, not only in terms of a recovery, because we were talking about survival, your advocacy of the cultural centers, your urging that we not tarry in terms of our grant making, your focus on the arts impact hub, but it's also, it's your critical thinking that goes into why it is that you're so valuable and why your voice is so important. Deborah, we see you and we hear you. And I'm like Abby and like all the commissioners, I, I, I didn't imagine this commission without you. And so I can't thank you enough. And I know like with Linda, I mean with Lydia, you know, with Lydia, yeah. we see yeah. Lydia all the all time. All the time. Yeah, it's so going to be the same. We're just not going to let go of Paul and, and Deborah because once you're in the family, you know, all the way. Thank you. Just a reminder to say your name before you speak. Okay. Here's <laughs> Stryker. I'd like to, to say I'm sorry to see both of you go. Um, I've enjoyed both of you as friends as people that I admire as people that I respect and as people who inspire me to be uh, a better citizen in this city your ethics are high high standards I've enjoyed working with both of you on the CDR committee and especially Commissioner Wolford Paul for many years and enjoyed your humor and your enthusiasm and your deep love of the city, both of you. Um, Paul, I, I just want to say how much I have admired your ability to lift up and educate and help guide young new designers who bring their projects forward into our committee for review. And sometimes it's hard to find the right words mm -hmm. and you do and you help them. And I've seen them grow and become amazing designers over the years. I mean, it's, yeah. that's an incredible gift that you give, not just to them, but to our city for the work that then they do. Um, your, your critiques are often amazing. Sometimes I just think, now where did he see that? How did he see <laughs> that? Or, the vision of something and to articulate it so beautifully so that someone can see that vision as well and work towards it. Um, and I've enjoyed and been incredibly grateful for all the extra hours you have given outside of the meetings to help work with designers in informal meetings. Countless hours, countless phone calls, countless discussions to help figure out a challenged project and what to do with that. And your expertise is, is so deep and so rich and to offer that up to our city and to our committee and to this commission has been extraordinary. And so my thanks are deep and I just wanna want you to know how much I appreciate you. Uh, Commissioner Lu, um, I echo everything everyone said, and especially um, just uh, now Commissioner Stryker's words really resonated with me because I 
was touring last year. Literally, the CDR meeting was five minutes after my uh, Zoom swearing, <laughs> I got teleported to the CDR meeting and I was in front of the project and everybody was like voding with I. I was like, is that an I, I Captain I? Um, and I am so thankful for both of the commission here as, you know, a young commissioner that just came in. And I really um, thank you for your presence, your mentorship, your love of the work you do. And also, I think it's it's the um, it's more than love. I think it, it's the generosity of giving, providing space, and also empowering me as a young commissioner. I when I was in CDR meeting, a lot of times because my background is is branding and art. It's not necessarily uh, landscape design and architecture. And sometimes I feel I am incompetent. What can I say? And commissioner Wolfer really, and commissioner um, uh, Deborah Walker. They both in in the visual art uh, committee. They both really gave me the confidence and letting me know that I have something to contribute. They have seen my work, and sometimes just now, sometimes they see more than I see myself. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for doing this not only for the artists. I'm an artist. I think everybody is artists themselves. And in order for us to really in our art and our our craftsmanship it's the confidence you guys have given us and so that we can give to more artists so thank you so much for being here and thank you and you're not leaving <laughs> that's, that's that's what i'm here like what, what i'm wanting to say is you're not leaving you're you're just going to a bigger family and you're always part of my family so thank you and part of our family thank you so much so I, I have to say something here because um, Abby was quite right uh, that it really is a one, two punch. So uh, that was not expected. And um, uh, yeah, I might accomplish the tears part that uh, director Remington was not willing to go into, but I just have to say, I was on the CDR committee first year as a commissioner and um, I learned so much from you, Paul. And I have to say, it wasn't just, your content, but it was also your kindness that um, struck me. You could deliver criticisms and observations in a certain way that that was very special. So I, I really appreciated that about you. So I'm really sorry. I'll, I'll miss your presence here for sure. Um, and then uh, Deborah Walker, you're you're just a badass, you know. <laughs> Commission needs a badass, so I don't know if somebody else is going to have to step up now, but nobody can do it in the way you do it. Wow. That's very sweet. I'm just going to hear here everything everybody else said, Commissioner Ferris talking, um, and I'm going to try not to get weepy because you guys, your energy is a presence here. It really is. And I look forward to seeing how we can work together in the future in different capacities because your love of the city, as somebody mentioned, is apparent. And I know that we all feel that here and there's still work to be done. So with that, thank you. I'm going to love and um, miss you guys.
being here and seeing you regularly, and hopefully we can change that uh, by working together in the future. May I? May I go first? May I before you go? Oh, please. Please. Is that, <laughs> sorry. Is, is that okay? I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Please don't be, because I, I want to tell you, as the last, uh, well, I guess the latest um, commissioner, I walk in this room very nervous in March, and the two of you, you were radiant and welcoming ways that just went straight to my heart. And I connect, and I really, and thank you. You sat next to me the first time, and since then I've been sitting next to you. <laughs> it's, I look forward to, to being in the room, because really the two of you were just, even with the mask, your smile and love was just heartfelt. But I also want to tell you, Deborah, I was so looking forward to working with you on the Visual Art Commission, mm. um, because I, I, was, I was looking forward to learning from you, because I, I'm a big fan, and uh, the other day when you told me you're at a commission for the police commission, I was heartbroken, but then I thought, we need you over there too. So yeah. I really, I'm so grateful that the mayor made that decision because many of the people that come into the conversation are happening. You were in a room there, I really appreciated your presence, and I, and I look forward to continuing to follow you. And I hope I can keep in contact because I really want your guidance in how we can continue the great work that you guys have done. So thank you. I really, for all your smile, by the way, you two have the most amazing <laughs> smile. So <laughs> thank you. So, um, Commissioner Walker talking. <laughs> um, I want to, I want to say just as, as the latest person who said something that, um, speaking of badass, you know, you were amazing the other night when we started talking about the Pride March and and the, the, the controversy around uniformed police officers. And um, it's important to be in community talking about these really complicated issues. Um, so, and I also want to say, uh, Commissioner Wolford, that I would just be in awe. I would be put into a trance listening to you talk about Civic design projects, how you would describe <laughs> it was poetic. It really was. I mean, it was just both actually both of you two in, in discussing it. I'm like, wow. I mean, it really it's it's the the power of what we all do. We all come from some form of our arts and culture background and we all believe in it and we all believe in our city and being able to work with all of you on that, especially as we went into such a critical time. What what happened is that we all worked together. To build back better, I mean, that was a slogan and we did it, you know, we we knew our community and we listened to staff and we listened to. The, the artists and community of what they needed and responded. And that's rare with a bureaucracy that we can do that. And so um, it's, it's why it was so wonderful working with you all, because I feel like I have been part of the conversation in the arts community for way too long, probably 30 years or something. And the things that we've been wanting our arts infrastructure, the changes that we've wanted, the changes we've needed, have taken that long and we all came together at the right time to really implement those things because I believe that art is the catalyst we need in the world. I, I, I'm not 
shy about saying how important it is in my mind. And, you know, there's a lot of smart people who are in leadership roles and they need us and our focused programs and attention to be effective as catalysts for the change that we all need. So um, I've been honored to be here during that time and to work, on, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna move over to another commission, but it's a commission that needs arts and culture as much as every other department in our city. I mean, that's one of the things that we all committed to that we wanna spread around our effectiveness through the community investments, through public art, you know, through civic design. Um, and we have, we have the support of the mayor in doing that. So um, I will be around, I'm gonna be around in the conversation around budget to make sure that we don't cut arts funding for anybody, that we actually strengthen it and, and I'll be around. I'm not going anywhere because I still have the same beliefs and we need to do the same things. So, you know, I, you've got my phone number now. You can call me directly <laughs> ask me to do anything and I'm not limited. <laughs> so I'm just taking badass on the road. <laughs> you all, and I really, I mean, I'm teary and I had to think about it a lot, but I, you know, when the mayor asks, you say yes. Mm. I mean, I do, so. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I, I did want to start by saying that in, in family I come from, that um, the title of a badass woman, there's no bigger compliment. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and I think our police commission is going to be well served by this badass woman. Uh, I do want to say a few things. I wanted to thank all of you for your very generous comments. And, and honestly, for me, it's just been humbling and a real privilege to be on the commission for the last eight years. I served with almost everyone, maybe except for Chuck and Maha and Susie uh, and Roberto on this civic design review. And I think, you know, we did accomplish some really significant things. But I also wanted to take a moment to thank you, Commissioner Stryker. So when we all join the commission or we join a committee, you know, most of us haven't been through that process before I certainly have. And so for me, being able to watch how Commissioner Stryker comported herself in the commission hearings, how she was able to give precise critique, Linda, as you were saying, to, to do it in a way that others could advance themselves without feeling torn down. And she's an educator and a professor at UC Berkeley, and she certainly brought that intelligence and thoughtfulness and artfulness to our commission and our, our committee, and our committee and our city is better for it. And I just wanted to share with everyone who doesn't realize that, that Kimberly Stryker is a true public treasurer. And, um, and and the city and the county have been better for your public service. I personally learned a lot from you. And as an educator, you know, in a sense, Commissioner Stryker, there's a sort of, you know, there's a kind of test you have to pass, right? I didn't always pass that test in flying colors, but I, I learned enough along the way, I think, to hopefully go out there. Uh, I did want to say also, you know, it's been a, it's just been a treat and honor to be part of this commission. And we couldn't be in better hands as a city and county going forward than having Deputy Director Lee, having Roberto as the president of the commission, and have frankly having Ralph join us. Yeah. Uh, it's very important to have people who are this good at what they do and this committed. And I actually wanted to 
my last comments, I really wanted to address my fellow San Franciscans. San Francisco has been a leader in arts and culture since the beginning of time, since the beginning of its time, since its foundation. Its imprint across the world is, it's, it's just in countless and myriad ways from the tiniest strokes to the biggest moments, formed and influenced world culture. The Arts Commission in San Francisco is probably one of the kind of unsung heroes of our city and county, but the work it does in the underpinning of arts and culture is as important as every single other aspect of our public infrastructure. And the work that these commissioners do, which is all volunteer work, is important work, and the work that our leadership brings is deeply important work. And for every San Franciscan out there who might watch government television, I would encourage you to raise your hand and let the city know that you're willing to get involved, because if we don't get it, then who will? So anyway, thank you. Thank you. Uh, a, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the Hendrix feedback today. <laughs> it's appropriate. Um, and so with that, that concludes my director's report uh, for the June sixth full commission meeting. Thank you. Thank you so much, Director Remington. Do we have any public comment on the director's report? Public comment joining by phone. If you're listed in via WebEx, please raise your hand. Um, please press only once. So it's pressing by the most vulnerable from the instructions. Green. We are currently on item number five, the director's report. I'm just reminded it just was starting. Simply, you will get a 30 second on the warning. You'll be needed once the time is up, but you may stay on line if you just begin with the items. The individual who speaks to your public comment can be and sees the information. Other comments to be included in the event to the number of two words in the list are dash info at subgov.org. And I have no public comments on this item. Okay, seeing no public comment, let's go ahead and move into agenda item number six, which is committee reports and committee matters. The first one um, will be a report out of the executive committee, and I will go ahead and take care of that one. Um, we actually did not meet um, this past month, um, but we do have a discussion and possible action to change the regular meeting day for the commission's executive committee from the fourth Monday of the month to the fourth Wednesday of the month. Um, so I'm wondering if I can get a a motion uh, to do that. So moved, Colin. Second, Schneer. Great. Um, do we have any public comment on that motion? We received uh, no email of public comment. Like I said, we have no interracial public comment and no members going by phone. If you're listening via WebEx, please raise your hand. We are currently on item number six. Instructions are on the screen. The time will start when you begin speaking, and you'll see a visual timer if you're listening via WebEx. You will also get a 30 second on the warning. You'll be muted once your time is up, but you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during the public comment period of today's meeting to email returning summary. All the comments to be included in the minutes of the comments of two words or less are attached to the SLGAP.org. 
Okay, seeing no public comment, is there any discussion on this motion on behalf of the commission? Seeing no discussion, let me ask for a vote. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed, please say nay. That motion passes unanimously. The next uh, report out is uh, from the Civic Design Review Committee, and that will be given by Chair of the Committee, uh, Commissioner Kimberly Stryker. Thank you. Hello, everyone. The CDR committee saw three projects in May. Um, one was the Ocean Beach Climate Change Adaptation Project, which we passed at phase two, and we'll present to you uh, in detail after it passes phase three. It's a choice project, and we'll want to uh, share that with you. And I believe you'll hear a little bit about it from um, Commissioner Ferris shortly. The other project, one of the other projects we saw was the Sinol Valley Water Treatment Plant Ozonization Project. This is in Sinol. It's a small structure that has the task of um, using ozone to help change the taste of our city water. So they're building that along with the landscape um, adjacent to it. And we passed that at phase one. And then the project I'd like to show you today is the Buchanan Street Mall. This is a five block project. It was created in 1975 and has fallen, had fallen into neglect for decades. And the city is working now to revitalize that project and they're doing a marvelous job of it. Um, it's being redesigned in increments. So we saw two blocks. We saw the Golden Gate to Eddy and the McAllister to Fulton blocks, and they both received our approval. These two block segments include a grassy play area associated with a performance stage, safety lighting, picnic area, a memory walk, and various active and passive recreational opportunities. Each block offers different amenities, and they offer amenities for all age groups. So we think this is gonna be a lot of fun. It's very much needed in this neighborhood, long overdue. And we're also excited. I just heard that there is funding to go ahead with the other blocks in this project. So we will see a complete very soon. Um, and I just wanna say one more thing to say, thank you, thank you for all of your efforts and your wonderful comments and contributions to our committee, Commissioner Wolford, and for your friendship and for the fun times we've had after meetings occasionally when we needed to have a little drink. <laughs> <laughs> Just thank you for that. Um, we do like a good martini though. <laughs> it's kind of needed. Um, <laughs> Commissioner comments? Yes. Yeah. Commissioner Walker. Thank you. I'm so, um, I am so excited to see this project come through. I, I've walked on the. This is kind of a perfect place for performance and people gathering and doing that. So I'm just excited because I think it's going to really enliven that whole. Stretch, you know, and it. It butts up against the African American Arts and Culture Center um, down at the bottom part of it, the parking lot. So 
the work that they do in the lot to do outdoor fairs and whatnot can just you know sort of spill into the the five block mall is really exciting so great job i can't wait to see it kudos to the city for yeah. taking this on i know i know i think you know as a child of the western edition this has been a long neglected area the promises that were made with the Fillmore Renaissance fell flat. Mildred Howard's sculpture on the mall uh, going across Geary is a public embarrassment. And I say that with an open mind uh, because I think that this is a part of, you can never repair the damage that was done to this community. It's a Humpty Dumpty situation. The damage that was done in redevelopment to lives and to businesses and to commerce and history and culture, um, and this is, this is, I think, an important act, but I think it has a huge responsibility. I've seen projects go in and no maintenance made for them to be sustainable. And it's, there are many embarrassing moments in the Western Edition in Fillmore right now. And so I think that we should really make sure that not only is this made whole and complete, but that this not just be a dot in the middle of something else that really needs to be looked at. So hopefully this is going to be a catalyst. There are other things that are adjacent to this that are in the process of becoming. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't really have a deep social impact, it's going to be just landscape. And so I think that those who are involved in this have an affirmative responsibility to bring this to life and to make it reflect, you know, the historical responsibility that it's supposed to be. Thank you. I have a question about that. Can I follow up that? Because I totally agree, and I wonder if there's um, if there's been discussion about activation funding going forward, like working, like I said, especially with our um, the cultural center that's there to help activate it. Because you're absolutely right. I mean, it's a good idea to think about that because it's going to take. Those kind of funds, in addition, to keep things happening, to make it used. So, we can include those questions when the next part of this project comes forward. So, great. thank you both for those comments. I'd be happy to provide any particular comments, so it's not my jurisdiction. Thank you. Is there any public comment? Hearing none, that concludes my report. Thank you. We actually have no members on the public call. Okay. Thanks for that. Um, so let's go ahead and take um, the visual arts committee report out now, and that will be given by um, Commissioner Susie Ferris, chair of the committee. Thank you, President Ordignana. Uh This is the report for the visual arts committee for Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Um, I just have two projects to talk about, um, two very exciting projects. So the first is 78 H Street, and um, Lynn Baer is the curator and the consultant on that project. So we got to view the materials, and we approved materials of the artwork Octavia Boulevard and the Central Freeway now and then by uh, Koda Izawa, and it will be installed on 78 H Street at the corner of H Street and Octavia Boulevard, so a very frequented uh, intersection there. Um, <coughs> we get on the freeway. And uh, the really cool thing about this piece, so many cool things about this piece, uh, is that it is uh, gonna be installed on solar panels on the side of the building. 
and this is a new technology. This is a new medium for artists to work in. So it's really kind of exciting to see how those two are going to marry and, you know, where they can go with this. Um, so we did check out the materials and um, talked a little bit just about how we can make the colors more vibrant and they were already considering those things too. So um, it will really be exciting to see uh, how this material gets put to use in this location. Um, again, where everyone can see it. And then two, how this will be kind of like, a, um, you know, part of the innovation of where this goes in the future. So that's really exciting. And then also another exciting thing about this project, as you can see from um, some of the pictures of the full piece, it comm commemorates how uh, that part of the freeway, the central freeway was taken down. Um, I know I remember growing up in San Francisco as a kid and getting on the freeway there and just how oppressive that freeway was to that neighborhood. It was huge, it cast such a big shadow, you know, all the dust and dirt that came flying off of it because it was, um, yeah, it was elevated. So uh, it just made such a huge difference in that neighborhood. When that central freeway came down and, you know, so much more light, so much more room because they have these really wide streets to fit that elevated freeway that are now open to community. So this is right along that path and it shows one, at the bottom, what it used to look like with those huge freeways going through the neighborhood, and then two, what it looks like now without them. So, um, and I know I say it all the time, but so many of these projects give me goosebumps, and I have the commissioners here. <laughs> um, because, yeah, it's such a beautiful commemoration, not only of that neighborhood's transfer, uh, transformation, but of all of San Francisco's transformation. Um, I know us going through COVID, like Commissioner Walker was saying, was a reason to build better. San Francisco's earthquake back then was also. So it's really nice to see, um, you know, a visual commemoration of that and somewhere people will drive by every single day. And I remember driving by on that elevated freeway and looking out at the dome church there and, you know, different uh, landmarks there. So this is gonna be a new landmark for people that drive through there, through the neighborhood with the sunshine and as part of the community rather than driving over them. Um, so yeah, very excited for this project. Uh, and then we're going to move on to another project that com uh, Commissioner Stryker mentioned, also a very exciting project, the Ocean Beach Climate Change Adaptation Project. Um, so we approved the, the selected finalists, Mark Bossasaki, Anna Teresa Fernandez, and Leah Bersamina for the Ocean Beach Climate Change Project. Um, I was fortunate enough to be on that panel, and like every panel, so many amazing artists to choose from, so many, and it's such a hard decision. Um, but it's always nicer when we get to start broad, even though we are going to narrow it down to one. These three are amazing. Um, cool things about this project. The artists that were chose, uh, chosen, the three finalists, are hyper-local. They're not only from San Francisco, they are from that neighborhood. Um, so they grew up, live in, are part of that community. So that was really uh, something that was very striking to the panel and part of why um, they ended up being the finalists. So supporting San Francisco artists and then supporting artists to do work in their neighborhood, in their community. Um, so that is definitely um, another goose bumper. So uh, the other cool thing about this project too, it really is celebrating, again, building back better how can San Francisco really be mindful of how we interact with nature, especially along the coast where there is gonna be climate change and there is gonna be parts of the uh, infrastructure falling into the ocean. <laughs> you know, so really building back stronger, creating more space for community. 
Uh, those of us who grew up or live in San Francisco and know that drive around um, that part of, I think it is, it's not quite Highway 1 yet, but they're actually going to close that. All of that will be closed and it'll be part of community access to the beach and, um, you know, to the ocean front there. So, you know, drive it one more time before it's closed. <laughs> Beautiful drive, but then you'll get to like walk it and bike it. So it will be a really, really cool project. And we do have some examples. These are examples of the site view and where the placement of the art will go. Um, there's already a beautiful uh, mural by Jet Martinez that's going up on the building. I think you guys uh, are working right. on in CDR. Yeah. Um, so we tried to think of how can we work with that to complement that. So these are some visuals of the selected artists and some of the work they do. Um, again, all hyper-local, Leo Bersamina, the, um, for example, the one on the far right is pieces of driftwood that he found along Ocean Beach and then incorporated into his art, painting them these bright, beautiful colors. Um, the one before, I believe, is Ana Teresa Fernandez. She does these installations along the Great Highway, and she did them throughout COVID. I remember seeing them myself in his community. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you know, it's, it was such a treat during COVID to get to see public installations along that um, stretch of highway that was closed for people to walk and bike. Um, and then Mark Basasaki grew up in the sunset. And you guys probably would recognize his work, even if you don't recognize his name. He's the uh, artist. He does um, like boughs. So he takes boughs of, of wood and branches and uses them in sculptural formations throughout the city. So I'm sure you guys have all seen it. So um, really fun projects. Makes me very excited and honored to be able to help uh, the process of this work move along. And really excited too, although it's going to be so hard to choose, which one is actually going to end up there. So, um, so these uh, are the three finalists. These are the three finalists, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Difficult choice. I know. It's <laughs> going to be so hard. Hopefully, we can find more opportunities. Um, any other commissioner questions or comments? I just had a question about the work on Octavia. What's the intersection? So, that's a new building. Yeah. New housing. I'm sorry. It's, it's housing. Oh, yeah. Okay, go, go ahead with that one. Okay. I, was, I thought he was asking about uh, about this. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I believe it's going to be housing. Yeah. And it is on the corner of H Street and Octavia. Okay. I believe it's affordable housing. I believe it's, uh, I, well, don't quote, well, I think it might be for seniors and for youth as well. Okay, because there's a handful of empty parcels that are filled out in Octavia Boulevard. If I this one is done. I believe this one is completed. Oh, really? Yeah, it's. A, I believe it is, isn't it? Am I, am I mistaken? I think it is, yeah. I believe the building is, is I don't think occupied, but I think it's finished. I'm not mistaken. I was just going to say the Ocean Beach one is actually at the corner there. What's going to happen is where um, the Great Highway would go, feed into Skyline. That part is being stopped and it's all going to be redone as parkland and walk pedestrian walkway cycling that type of thing and so what you'll do is the great highway you'll turn on to slope from the great highway at that point so that just for those of you wondering how exactly that's going to work and this sculptural piece will be right there at that entry point thank you commissioner striker yes yeah and it is a beautiful drive and it'll be even more beautiful when we can hike it yeah <laughs> It's going to be an amazing project. It's very exciting. 
Yeah, just confirming it's is it 78.8? Is that the 78? Yeah, so that is that's going to provide 63 new permanently affordable homes for low income adults and families, including 32 homes for previously unhoused transitional age youth. Mm. Great. Checking for any other commissioner comments or questions. And seeing none, I'd like to call for public comment. We have no Great. Thanks, Melissa. That concludes the visual arts uh, committee report. Thank you. Great. So let's take uh, agenda item number seven, which is the consent calendar. Um, do we have any um, withdrawals um, or recusals uh, for today's consent calendar? Okay, seeing none, do we have a motion to adopt the consent calendar as written? Thank you. Second. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do we have any public comment? Do we have any discussion or questions on behalf of the commissioners? Seeing none, let me ask for a vote. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed, please say nay. And that motion uh, passes unanimously. Next item on the agenda is number eight, new business and announcements. Do we have any new business or announcements today? I do have one, um, just to remind commissioners that we do have another Art Walk SF coming up. It'll be in Divisadero this time um, on July uh, 2nd. <laughs> So please do come out and celebrate with us. And thank you, Commissioner Walker, for joining us uh, at the last one in the Castro. It was so much fun. Um, and yes, it's a project that revitalizes both small business as well as gives a platform and supports both local artists as well as uh, performers and small businesses. So thank you for coming, Commissioner Walker. And I hope to see all of you guys at one of them coming up. I will remind you every month. Uh, they are on the first Saturdays of each month, 12 to 5, in a different neighborhood around San Francisco. Thank you. Do we have any other uh, new business and announcements? Okay, seeing none, do we have any public comment on new business and announcements? We still have no members of the public on the call or in person. We have no public comment on this item. Um, great, so seeing none, um, let me go ahead and then do item number five in memoriam. Commission Secretary Ventry, do we have an in memoriam for this meeting? Yes. Thank you. All right. So we have a number of folks that we want to acknowledge um, and recognize and celebrate in memoriam this month. Um, the first is Kim Corsaro, the former longtime editor and publisher of the San Francisco Bay Times LGBTQ newspaper, died unexpectedly Monday, January 29th at the age of 68. Ms. Corsaro took the helm of the Bay Times in 1981. 
During her tenure, the paper was best known for a controversial cover in 1992 featuring then San Francisco Police Chief Richard Hungisto that was critical of the department for mass arrests of people peacefully protesting the Rodney King verdict. Ms. Corsaro sold the Bay Times in 2011 and was hired by the Obama campaign in 2012. She lived in Ohio until just recently when she was able to move back to San Francisco. Next, Tom Ferenc, founder and artistic director of Sixth Street Photography Workshop and Sixth on Seventh Gallery, passed away on May 13th at the age of 67. Tom spent 30 years fostering a vibrant arts and education center within the South of Market community, leading the Sixth Street Photography Workshop. Tom received six California Arts Council Artists in Residence Awards for his work with Sixth Street and Eureka Fellowship in Photography from the Fleischacker Foundation. He taught photography at California State University, East Bay, and University of San Francisco and exhibited his work internationally. The SFAC Galleries has hosted many exhibitions in partnership with Sixth Street. Next, we want to honor Yuriko Kikuchi, was an American dancer and choreographer who was best known for her work with the Martha Graham Dance Company. She passed away on March 8th at the age of 102. In addition to her work in modern dance, Yuriko performed on Broadway in the original productions of The King and I and Flower Drum Song and directed the 1977-78 Broadway revival of The King and I. She also performed on television and in motion pictures. She formed her own modern dance company in 1967 and later founded the Arigato Project. The Martha Hill Dance Fund honored Yuriko with a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2012. And the following year, the Japanese government bestowed upon her the Foreign Minister's Commendation. We also honor Mark Levine, Bay Area pianist, trombonist, composer, arranger, and educator who died at age 83 on January 27th. A founding faculty member at the Jazz School, now the California Jazz Conservatory in Berkeley, he also worked at Mills College, the San Francisco Conservatory of Music, Diablo Valley College and Jazz Camp West in La Honda. He published Jazz Piano Book and the Jazz Theory Book. In the early 1980s, Levine won BAM Magazine's BAM Award for Best Trombonist two years in a row, Concord Records releases trombone album Concepts in 1983, and later he launched many music groups. We, all know, we also honor Connie Llewellyn, San Francisco art historian and curator, who died on April 24th at the age of 82. Llewellyn taught at art schools organized exhibitions, wrote books and reviews for national art magazines, and most importantly, took delight in championing unknown artists. Lou Allen worked a stint as Associate Director of Crown Fund Press between two longer stints at UC Berkeley Art Museum and the Sunday Art Talk, known as Band Club, where she spent nearly 20 years. She retired as senior curator in 2007, but retirement for her meant switching to adjunct status. At the time of her death, Lou Allen was working on two exhibitions, one at Bamfa and a photography and film project at McAvoy Foundation for the Arts. We also honor Denise Perrier, 
Bay Area vocalist who died on December 21st, 2021 at age 82. Despite extensive tours and residencies internationally, including Europe, South America, Japan, Russia, and Australia, Denise Perrier remained best known in her Bay Area of Northern California, where she resided for most of her adult life. In 1959, Louis Armstrong heard her sing at an NAACP benefit in San Francisco and invited her to join him for a six-week run in Las Vegas. Though Perrier traveled internationally, she was also a headliner at all the great San Francisco jazz joints, the Black Clock, Jimbo's Bob City, and the Keystone Corner. She recorded live albums at both Yoshi's and Jazz at Pearls, and was known to radio listeners as the longtime voice of KJK Jazz. While Perrier was in hospice, San Francisco Mayor of London agreed to create November 1st as Denise Perrier Day in the city. On November 12th, 25 musicians paid tribute to her for her 82nd birthday concert at the Church of Jazz and Justice, Oakland. Um, next, we also honor Janine Sabliski, former San Francisco Arts Commissioner and esteemed conceptual and performance artist, passed away on January 24th at age 62. Ms. Sabliski was appointed to the San Francisco Arts Commission on March uh, 2004 and served as chair of the Visual Arts Committee. She basically earned her bachelor's degree with a double major in political science and visual arts in 1981. She also received her doctorate from UC Berkeley and landed a teaching job at Mills College. She then taught at the Art Institute on Russian Hill and was later named the first chair of a program teaching the history and theory of contemporary art. She was elevated to dean in 2009 and in 2012 became provost at California Art Institute of the Arts. She later returned to the Art Institute in 2017. And that concludes um, our tributes in memoriam. Do we have any public comments on our tributes? Um, we still have another member of the public call or any questions. We have no public comment on this item. Thank you. Then with that, um, this meeting is adjourned. Thank you.